wonderful day today. Uh, I didn't see the sunshine. As a matter of fact, I got up at 6.30 and just after getting up, I simply just got a cup of coffee and, uh, and I got ready to come this morning to the office and prepare a little bit uh, today. We're, we're in the book of John and Jonathan Dunn and Betty McKinney are, are teaching. Of course, joining us will be and just Dr. Frank Capel. So it's of four of us and, uh, uh, from now on teaching ready to come uh, on, on, to on and prepare a sequential bit, uh, today. verses we're, of Scriptures in the, book of in the book of John. We're going to finish, by the way, is John 19 today. And, uh, and John has... Uh, uh, John has 21 chapters in, uh, in, in 20, 25 verses on the on chapter 21. So, we're going slow, but I, I hope that you'll be able to follow us. A, as you know, uh, our, our Latter Rain TV is, is in progress from 9 to 12. And from 9 to 12, you can hear Dan Dunn, you can hear uh, uh, Dr. Eugene Thomas, we, 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 we can hear Gary Liverman, David Nutter, uh, and, and many, many others coming. David Ford from Virginia. And, uh, and of course, Sandy Ayanaron, which is my daughter. She now has a place on, on Light of Rain uh, set between 9 to 12, and, and many more. There's a series that Frank Appel did on the kingdom of God. There's a series that I did on prophetic, 25, 30 minutes. Uh, there is a, a series on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's a, a series on inductive Bible study by Dr. Dan Dunn, which is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to just merge into the Word with Dr. Dunn and be wonderfully blessed. I want to encourage you to, uh, to tune up. Uh, and, of course, you heard from uh, uh, Kathy Fallon teaching and, and for uh, Matt, Matthew Follick already. And, uh, and of course, but this week, beginning at 9, you're going to hear Betty McKinney and, J- and, Dun- and, and John Dunn. Amen. So my, my task this morning is to go to chapter 18 and read 38 to 40. And I'll tell you what the Lord has given to me. 
Pilate said unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out unto the Jews and said unto them, I find in him no fault at all. But you have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then they cried out all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for those of you who are listening to us this morning, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you be strengthened, encouraged as you hear what I, the Lord gave me this morning, that you be built up inside to a point where you become a blessing to others after listening to this this morning. In Jesus' name. Now, this pandemic has really caused a lot of commotion in the kingdom of God. Christians are not actually uh, uh, taken by fear and anxiety and turmoil. But there's a lot of us who are wondering, when is the virus over? And then uh, uh, who has it and who doesn't? And all of this creates a dramatic suspense that is very present. You, you sort of uh, begin to uh, wonder, are we going to be in the mode we're now? Because you see, Lotterain.com, uh, RBM, it's a mission uh, ministry. We travel all over the place. We're, we're on the plane here, on the plane there, back in here, back in there. And we are just involved in baptizing people at the beach and, uh, and teaching in large crowds in Brazil and ministry to small churches and going up to Peru, back down there to uh, Brazil again and go to... So how long will the airlines uh, be parked in Atlanta? <laughs> I saw a picture of hundreds of airlines of, 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 uh, parked just parked. Airplanes just parked everywhere. And just one after the other. Beautiful, beautiful planes. And so, this, this pandemic is causing us to sort of have, have a, 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 a fear attack. Anxiety. Now, in studying the Scripture I just uh, shared with you in verse 38 to verse 40, chapter 18, of John, the apostle, the evangelist. One of the things that caught my attention was that Pilate, during the trial of Jesus, experienced the same anxieties and tremendous fear. Well, I thought a Roman uh, governor in charge of the area should just make a quick decision and deal with it and and, uh, and place judgment or do not place judgment or do whatever he needs to do, the right thing to do. But not Pilate. Pilate is, is uh, in these scriptures, uh, very busy. If you go into chapter 18, verse 29, it says, Pilate went out unto them and said, What accusation bring you against this man? Then verse 33 
Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall and called Jesus and said unto him, Are you the king of the Jews? If you go to verse 38, Pilate said, What is truth? When he said this, he went out again unto the Jews. 19.4 Pilate therefore went forth again and said unto them, Behold, I bring you forth, I bring him forth to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. On 19.5, when Pilate therefore heard this saying, he was the more afraid. And he went out, went again into the judgment hall. So you see, you see this, this governor just walking back and forth into the uh, inside of the hall, talking to other leaders and back into the judgment hall, back again bringing Jesus, take him back. And notice that his caution to make a good decision turned into extreme fear. Because if you look at verse 8 of chapter 19, when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid. And he went out again. Now what I'm saying to you is that when fear sets in into your mentality, you are not comfortable anywhere. You are not comfortable in the kitchen, you're not comfortable at Walmart, you're not comfortable here, you're not comfortable there. You're just moving like you're looking for the bug, and the bug is looking for you. What I'm saying to you this morning, that I refuse to live like that. I'm not going to be against the mask. I'm not going to be against the pair of glasses. I'm not against uh, 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 being careful. I'm not against uh, using my head in order to make a good decision. You know, I went to cut my hair. Of course, I did because I felt embarrassed. I'm looking like a woman. Imagine my face and long hair. It doesn't go together. I have a large nose and, uh, and it, it, it just don't fit with long hair. Yeah, I'm looking like an 80-year-old woman that nobody would marry. <laughs> and so I look at the mirror and I look at And it happened when the camera picked up the back of my head and I saw all that hair. And I thought to myself, uh, I, I'm going to cut my hair. I had enough of this. And so I put my, my, my Humana glove, my mask, you know, real tight. And I went to Great Clips, sat down there. And I, I looked on the back, and there was the lady that cut my hair. And I said to the woman that came, because there's a, there's a glass in front of you, you know. Uh, you have to sort of talk this way, you know. And, uh, and I said, I want her. Uh, Sir, but uh, there's somebody else next. I, I, I want her right there. Right, right, right. You, yeah, I want you. <laughs> of course, you know, when you've got gray hair and old as I am, uh, you can say anything you want to say. So when caution turns to extreme, you begin to die inside. You begin to feel the impact of, of not being comfortable, not being well, as if you're sort of, a, you're sort of a, a, a out there in the... You are in, a, in, in another land, another world, in the... In the, in the uh, what do you call that movie? The Zone... The twilight zone. 
Now, let's talk about this. Pilate was a Roman governor who sentenced Jesus. Roman soldiers conducted the crucifixion. Roman soldiers drove the nails uh, in his feet and hands. Roman soldier troops erected the cross. Matthew 27, 27. And so the power of the Roman government in that area is overpowering, overwhelming. It wasn't, it wasn't in the year 70, we're in the year 33 right now, but in the year 70, uh, what, 34 years, 30 years, 31 years later, the same troops, the same soldiers destroyed the temple of Solomon. So at the disposal of, of, of Pilate, you're talking about uh, a lot of power. But there's a sense to where he, he is not really with it and he is not able to sort of uh, 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 work that out of his mind because there's something going on with Pilate. Just like in church. You know, when you begin to hear the preacher preach, and he is anointed of God. He's not just doing book report. Something begins to happen. And if that happens, the Holy Spirit is pleased with the Word. And there's conviction going on in the life of the church. Now, conviction is not something that, that the quartet brings to sing a gospel song. Conviction is not something that the pastor does when he begins to cry. Conviction is when the Holy Spirit moves ahead of anybody in charge. Now, that's powerful conviction. That conviction saves. And so there's something in the heart of Pilate. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but Pilate died in the year 36, three years after the crucifixion. And on my research Caiaphas, which is called Joseph Ben, Ben Caiaphas. B-E-N, Joseph Ben Caiaphas, that's his name. He died 36, he died year 36, he died three years. Both Caiaphas and Pilate died in the same year. Interesting. I want to say something to you. But I have to say it in an organized fashion because my Portuguese in my English seems to sort of cause trouble in communicating to people. Sometimes I'm not able to communicate because the Portuguese comes in and makes the inf inflection in the wrong place. You see, speaking English, there's inflection. In other words, there's tonality that bounces back. I'm telling you, that's inflection. For politically... Motivated people. Truth, truth is frequently sacrificed on the altar of expedience. For politically motivated people, truth is frequently sacrificed on the altar of expedience. Political people pretend they are interested in the truth when in fact they have no desire. Power blinds you, blinds you. And you, all you want is to be in power. Make a lot of money. Be in power and do your agenda. Experience is what is pleasing to you 
in the easiest thing to get get with it, so you can get with it. In other words, it's a way to it's a way to uh, to quick huh? get what you want real fast. What pleases you. And so the question that came from 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 Jesus as we look at this scripture, uh, Jesus says to Pilate, therefore said unto him, verse thirty-seven, chapter eighteen. It says, "Are you a king then? Are you a king then?" Jesus answered, "You say that I'm a king. To this end I was born, and for this cause I came into the world that I should bear witness of the truth. Everyone who is of the truth." Hear my voice. Now that's a spiritual principle that Jesus is now conversing with Pilate. If you are of the truth, you hear my voice. His question was an attempt to resist taking Jesus seriously because he responds and says, What is truth? Everyone that is in the truth heareth my voice. See, truth, Jesus is saying, is the seal of eternity that guarantees hearing the voice of the Savior. There are more unsaved people in the life of the church today than saved. They cannot hear nothing. Nothing. And I blame that on the 40-year process of, of education of church members that, listen, I, I, I can't tell you, there are churches where they're still passing a piece of paper and asking the people to fill in the blanket. Jesus is love. That's all they get Sunday morning. It's a washed down milk that you can see the bottom of the cup. There's nothing there to sustain, to encourage, and to affirm. So I blame the pastors in the seminaries in the teachers in seminaries who have made this a major problem because what we have is a church in diapers. And so Jesus is saying, because I tell you this, when Jesus preached the gospel, He preached. And you were overwhelmed by it, empowered by it, emotional, crying, tears, and we can't have that anymore because that is destructive to Christian growth. You know, I was in a church and a, a young pastor, which was the pastor of the church, came and said to the church, uh, we're going to be together for many years. And I'll be teaching you and discipling you for many years. And the congregation is loaded with gray-haired people. And that little skirt just brought all of them back to his level of development. So after the service, I said, listen, I, I hope you don't take me to where you are. Because, son, you got, uh, you're in diapers yet. You're boo-booing on it almost every Sunday. And you're telling me I'm going to be following you. i got to go now. I'm sorry, but uh, you've you got to undo what you just said to this congregation. Uh, so after Jesus answered, Pilate then went out of the Jews and distanciated himself from any judgment of Jesus. I find no basis for a charge against this man. I find no basis. I, I find no basis. I, I, don't, don't look at me. I find no basis. I, I just can't. What is happening? It's happening that the truth is fighting fear. <coughs> truth is fighting fear. Fear 
is fighting truth. And the two are just slugging at each other inside of your brain. If you do not know truth, fear will set in your heart and take hold of your life. And so, Pilate decided. So, Pilate's mind is fearful. He suggests that God, that Jesus be released. <coughs> and look, look, his mind is traveling. He remembered a Maccabean ritual that during the Passover, you would release a favor of the crowd. But the problem in this situation is that there's no favor. Barabbas wasn't a favor. He was robbing all of them. It is a custom for me to release to you a prisoner at the time of the Passover. Do you want me to, to release the king of the Jews? You see, he opens the door for Jesus to be exonerated by calling him the king of the Jews, which just undid what he just did. Mark 15, 8 says that the idea came from the multitude, not Pilate. See, the multitude is controlling Pilate. When multitude controls you, you're no good to them. I prefer to be exonerated from the crowd than to please them. I, I, I've been telling from the beginning, I have not been called for you to, uh, I'm not a popsicle for you to lick me. What that meant in my early days was, I'm not going to follow and to do what the disciplinant says because I belong to God, not Him. I'm not being rebellious, but I'm not going to preach where He is. I'm preaching where I am. That makes me a dangerous man. That's why I have a gun back here. If you don't never seen the gun, it, it's right there. Okay, that's a that's a that's a magnum, uh, forty-four magnum right there. It's fake, but they come from Hobby Lobby. <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, and this, this is a real horseshoe given to us by Alice Jace Dunn. You know Jace Dunn? He, he gave me that to put on behind me. In other words, I want the cowboy to see. And also, you see here, there's a little beans there. And there's a cup down here that uh, 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 we drink coffee in the prairie. Amen? And there's a light down there that we carry to... Find where the food is. Amen. And that's my cowboy hat here that I've had it for many, many years that I sort of just turn into a cowboy preacher. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So let me, let me say to you, the opening of this Maccabean ritual was an a, 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 a act of fear. Verse 40 says, then they cry out all again, saying, Not this man, not the Son of God, but Barabbas. And looking at this and studying fear, the King James has 365 times the King James presents the word fear not, or, or, or do not be afraid. Isn't that something? 365 times. Huh? One for the each day of the year. 
So what is the basis of his fear? Why is he so troubled? You know, his wife had a dream the night before and told him, that's nothing to do with this man, don't touch him. So he's back and forth, back in, inside the judgment hall, and then back again, talking to his wife and talking to other leaders. And the, the dialogue between Pilate, Jesus, uh, and the Jews come to a critical point. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, and the saying was that Jesus is saying that He is the Son of God. You see, now I tell you, 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 you are listening to character and integrity of our Savior in the midst of a Roman army, in the midst of a mob, of a multitude mob to lynch Him, to crucify Him in a very confused and pathetic and, and, and confused governor. He's saying, ah, yes, I am the king. I am the son of God. Have you, have you confessed your faith in front of people? You know, I've had some times when I had to do it. Somebody asked me uh, while I was in a, in, a, in a Christmas dinner and a lady here from my district came from behind me. Are you the one who's speaking to us? I said, yes, I am. Yeah, I do speak in tongues, and I want you to know I do. And you should too. You should too. You should speak in tongues. If you don't, you're really a loser. You're losing a lot of power. Prayer is very good. In other words, sometimes when you push them to a corner, you just don't quite get it. You just say it. I'm tired of playing the game. I'm tired of pleasing people. I don't want to do that anymore. And I've done all my life. And God has blessed me and empowered me and renewed me and strengthened me because I'm not a pleaser of men. So when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid, exceedingly afraid. The Greek, the Greek word here is, he was really afraid. Why? Because the Jews accused Jesus of saying he was the Son of God. Well, that's truth. Truth convicts. Fear destroys, but truth convicts. Truth convicts, friends. When you say the truth, it is the truth you have to hear. It convicts. So, let me give you five scriptures. They really bless you this morning about how to overcome fear. Deuteronomy 31, 18, 8. Deuteronomy 31, 8. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Romans 8.28 And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. What you mean is you're not serving the Lord to get retirement and pension and try to get more money. You're doing for the money. You're doing for the call. When you do for the call, money is second. When you do for the money, money is first. So check and see who you are. We know that in all things God works for good for those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Have you been called according to His purpose? Yes. Isaiah 43.1 Don't fear. Do not fear. It's in the double negative. Do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I have called you. 
by name. You are mine. You are mine. You know, it's, a, it's an interesting thing when you begin to think of what this means. It means it doesn't matter what you like or you don't like it. You belong to God. He says to you, you are His. You're not, you're not, uh, you're not here to, to, to play a game. You are His. You belong to God. So I say to myself, Rick Bonfim, do not fear. For, for, for you have been redeemed by the Lord. And He has called you by name, Rick Bonfim. You are His. You belong to Him. And, and, and belonging to Him makes me not in charge of my life, not in charge of my days, not in charge. In other words, all I want is to, is to do what I need to do at the house with Mary Lucy. Then after that, I want to just rest, take it easy. And love my staff, love the people that work with me, my, my, the friends that I have for life. You know, I have friends for life, you know. Frank and Frankie, they're friends for life. Jonathan Dunn is my dear friend. And God sent Matt to, to be a part of us. And I love this boy. I love Pastor Minister Betty McKinney. Just love her to death. And good looking, isn't she? Look at that hair. And then I love Kathy. Kathy. And uh, by the way, I love my wife. I love, uh, I love the people who are helping me to help her. So what I'm saying to you this morning is this. Listen to this scripture. 1 John 4.18 Perfect love casts out all fear. Now, explain that to me, anybody. What do you mean perfect love? Love what? Love, love of God? Love others? Uh, would you explain somebody? Okay, John, tell me about that. Okay. All right, somebody say something. Well, perfect love is only the love that comes from God. It's agape love. And um, God loves us because he loves us, not because we perform or we're good enough or we're deserving of it. So perfect love casts out that fear. So would you say that perfect love is perfect peace? Perfect peace? With others, with God, with yourself. And as you are with others, yourself and God, it's it casts out. It the word cast out, it, it's like, you know, when you, it's not cast when you, uh, when you throw the, the fish line. Okay, you're not casting. You're casting the line. Cast out, it simply means you dump, remove it. All fear. It's unconditional. It doesn't come and go. It's unconditional. It doesn't come and go. Amen. Now, last scripture is Psalm 18, verse 2. The Lord is my fortress and my deliverer. Say it. The Lord is my fortress and my deliverer. The first time I went to Walmart, you know, when the pandemic came in, I have to go there to buy food, you know. So I went to Walmart. I put my, my mask and so I'm in the parking lot, and I said, oh, my goodness, there's a zillion people there. They bought all of the hygiene paper. <laughs> oh, my goodness, that lady's carrying the whole thing out. Oh, my goodness, there's nothing left on, on spraying anything to clean anything. The, the, 
It was empty. When I look at that 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 uh, that shelf, they were empty. The whole aisle is empty on both sides. Okay, and this thought came to me: The Lord is my rock, my fortress. The rock is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, and I, I like to lift hands when I feel the presence of the Lord. If you go to Walmart and you see me stop there, looking at the food on the shelves and lifting my hands. I'm just saying, thank you, God, for today. Bless my Lord. Sometimes a lady passed behind me and said, Pray for me, preacher. Pray for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, bless me today, Lord. God, say, say, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. The Lord bless you. Keep on watching our channel until 12 o'clock. You're going to be blessed. Bye. Eu quero ser um testemunho Remove o erro e crie o bem em mim Estrela alta brilha em mim Brilha a luz que anunda o meu viver Senhor, eu vejo o mundo triste, atribulado pela ação de Satanás. Clamando no escuro, correndo e olhando para trás. 